You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. All right. Well, we get into the Evoke, the uh, Range Rover Evoke. We get into some updates on the 510 different drummer car, some auction stuff, some car pricing stuff. Uh, An update on the shop. Update on the shop. Cool Celica. Cool 70 Celica talk. First, you got what, man? I got uh, our friends at Dodge. Uh, Right now is the best time to join the Brotherhood of Muscle because Dodge Power Dollars means you get a guaranteed discount. And the math is simple. You get $10 off based on the total horsepower of your new Dodge vehicle. And you can get this on any 2020 Challenger, any 2020 Durango, even the Dodge Charger. With $10 off of each horsepower... That means you can roll into the dealer. You can check out Dodge Charger SRT Scat Pack with 485 horsepower, and you'll get $4,850 off. And uh, Dodge Power Dollars is also available on the Dodge Durango as well. So no matter where this summer takes you, the Dodge Durango is here to make every trip this season a breeze. So if you get more power, you get more off. It's that simple. Hurry into your local Dodge dealer now to take advantage of Dodge Power Dollars. It's a little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, I'm Maldito Cristian Perez. I had to use the real name. Why? Because now it's the podcast. From negative to positive, which you can catch on Apple Podcast, Podcast One, and Spotify. Flow to the rider. Woo! I don't even know if you know how much they play you around the world or anywhere, my brother. No matter how much bread we make, dog, we can't take it with us. No right. matter how many houses, cars, whatever we acquire, can't take it with us. With that said, anything we make, is always to give back, dog. Why are we starting a podcast? Well, it's real simple. With the times that we're living in right now in the world, I think you need to be motivated, inspired, educated, aware, positive. So what I'm here is just to motivate the world and let them know when we talk, we call a spade a spade. So you're going to hear the truth. So I look forward to the podcast. I look forward to showing y'all, teaching y'all how to take it from a negative to a positive. So get ready. From <laughs> negative to positive, which you can catch on Apple Podcast, Podcast One, and Spotify. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on the church. We're going to get it on. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for sharing. It's CarCast, man. It's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, over there. Hello. How you doing? Good, man. Running around, building, building, running, building, cars, Speaking of building. That, I posted up on uh, social media just a little teaser of, of the stairs that are being assembled, uh, you know, from a week ago over at the new shop. And... Uh, it looks good. It looks exciting. People seem. Uh, I just posted that. I just said, "Hey, we're building. This is going to be the stairs." Yeah, yeah, it's you know? good, and it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be good. But I understand there's, you know, it's it's it was a cool company. This company View Rail. We, we work with them, designed a system. They kind of put it together, and they were able to do it to spec, to code, and and handle things we didn't want to fuss with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but then they send it over to a bunch of boxes, and it's uh, you guys got to kind of put it together. So. Uh, how's that going over there? Um, Sean is really good at calculations and probabilities and kind of what this means to that. And um, I'm really good at that, too. Um, he's got, obviously, a little more of the, the fabrication. I got a little more of the woodworking in my history. So, you know, between the two of us, we're a pretty formidable team because the one thing you learn when you do 
carpentry for a long time is how this affects that. Yeah. And um, and any real kind of building or putting anything together, it could be an engine, it could be a, a front swing in a front door. It's just this affects that, you know. And the more th- – that can only be learned from experience. Like, well, if you move this out a quarter inch up here, it's going to be three inches by the time we get 12 feet away. Like, it's a, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of that. Yeah. And – what, how you can get things to kind of do what you want it to do, or also like what the implications are, you know, where you go like, well, take this stair and we'll, 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 uh, we'll massage them, we'll move them all a quarter inch, and then it's like, yeah, but then the glass railing's not going to line up right, with the mortise yeah, right. on the side of the stair. But when you don't know what you're doing, or when you're new to it. You do all those things, and everything seems to work, and then it comes time to put the glass railing on, and nothing lines up. Right. If you know what you're doing, you talk about the possibility of doing a bunch of stuff, but then you stop and go, yeah, but if we did that, then the glass rail's yeah. not going to line up. So you you catch it before you sort of cast it in, in stone, you know? and yeah. And that's all building is and all any kind of building is it's like sort of standing there and looking down the road you know just going how's this going to affect this also there's a lot of like in the building world and in the fabrication world there's a lot of like and we're talking about i was talking to sean earlier this morning about cutting these decorative panels to put them on the outside of the wall the inside of the stair wall Mm -hmm. you know and you were with me last week, and we went and looked at some of these cool decorative panels, and they're like architectural panels, and you guys have seen them in cool hotels or whatever yeah. on the wall. Yeah. Sometimes above the just fireplace. Just create some, some texture on a wall instead of just flat. You know? Yeah. So the wall is like 10 foot in change, and the sheets come in 8 foot sheets, and um, you know it's 104s from the floor to the bottom where the wall's mm-hmm. going, and... Uh, Sean and I are, you know, standing there going, well, full sheet and then a 30 inch piece. But then we're kind of going either way. When you put that 30 inch piece up, we're going to have to create some sort of custom stainless L bracket or something to go up top to hide the subfloor edge and to come down over the edge of the tile and blah, blah, blah. You know, and like Sean and I are like looking at it going, this wall's pretty true, it's pretty straight, it's pretty square, but but the mistake that a lot of people do is they cut stuff dead nuts on and then they go to put it up and if shit's not a little square, then they have to fight it. Yeah. Like it's not going in. And they scuff stuff up and they 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 kind of burr they kind of take the factory edge and they scuff it up and stuff like trying to work it in and, yeah, and all yeah, that kind okay. of stuff. And Sean and I are just looking at each other and I'm going, look, we're putting a piece of decorative trim on the top that's going to hang down as far as we want it to hang down. Yeah. So that 30 inch piece, 29 and three quarter. I don't want to fight it. Who cares if there's a little gap at the top or who cares if we put a little gap at the bottom right. and do it. What you don't want is dead nuts on and now you're fucking fighting that top piece. And then you do that thing where it's like we got to take three sixteenths off it, but you don't have a table saw mm-hmm. where you're at. So you have to freehand it with the skill saw and it's a shitty cut, you know. Yeah. So it's like a lot of Sean knows it and I know it beforehand. Yeah. 30 inches means 29 and a quarter. Let's not fight with this thing. Yeah, yeah. So my my question for you is is uh, and 
we'll, we'll get more into the car stuff, but in the car world, you know, we started coming out with aftermarket body panels, especially all the hot rod guys, Mustangs, Camaros, they're repopping bodies. And a lot of guys said, it's better to just work with the original stuff because nothing seems to fit right. You know, the, the aftermarket door or fender for a 65 Mustang doesn't fit like an original. When I got my fender for my 84 Nissan standard bed pickup, mm-hmm. when I got my aftermarket fender and tried to strap that thing on, yeah. I mean, I'm not an experienced body man, but I fought that thing 10 ways to Sunday. Like yeah. It would just never... Nothing would line up. And then when the um, Armenian guy came to buy it and he was trying to talk me down, yeah, he just went, he just pointed right at the front. He's like, who put this on? <laughs> and I said, uh, I was trying to like defend the guy. Yeah, I was yeah. like, ah, professional, seasoned body man. Yeah, you know? yeah. And he's like, this guy should be killed. <laughs> no, he goes, whoever put this on should have their hands cut off. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's harsh. That's a little that's rough. a little harsh. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, he should. And I'm like, well, you never know. He may be closer than you think. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear him. Yeah, He so. may be on his second set of hands already. Right. Terrible accident. So uh, I, did, my- I did not know, by the way. Like, I just drove out. You know, I opened the recycler. I found some place in the city of industry that had repops of fenders. And I was like, 84, Nissan, yeah. standard bed. Okay, and I just went and got the fender. Like, okay. I just went to go put it on, and I just thought I didn't know what I was doing, but I just I couldn't get shit to line up. So that being said, in in building this and building this new car museum, this car shop, what are your thoughts on where we've come today with prefab stuff? We're getting railings prefabbed in a factory in the Midwest. We get stairs sent to us in the mail, and you kind of put it together. I mean, the, the idea of prefab probably didn't exist that much, uh, you know, when when you were swinging a hammer for money. <laughs> no, we barely um, we barely had pre hung, pre swung doors. We just buy slabs or blanks and mm-hmm. door jam material, and literally just put, make our own door jam, mortise it out. You yeah. know, take the door put a bevel on both sides, like mortise it again for the hinge. Like obviously it's a kajillion times faster just to buy your custom hung. Yeah. Sign. If you literally just slide it into the rough opening, put some shims right. around now it. Now you go to Home Depot, you buy the whole thing. You buy the whole, th- uh, yeah, you, you buy the jam, you buy the door, you buy, everything's mortised, everything mm-hmm. swings. All you do is set it in place, put some shims around it, throw a level on it, get your, shadow line right all the way around it and pop some nail you know pop some gun nails in it now in that instance i imagine the companies manufacturing all that stuff build in now some accountability for like you were saying on the wall like oh well if it's off a little bit here off a little bit there there's ways to adjust it or no or or not you you can't like there's no hiding hiding a few mistakes well it's trim pieces it's pretty in that world, it's pretty straightforward. It's like interior walls and exterior. I mean, you got to order the right thing. But like, look at it this way. Three and a half inch wide. Your door, your rough opening has a header, trimmers, and king studs inside of the trimmers. The trimmers hold up the header. The king studs run all the way up. Okay. If you can picture that. The king stud goes from the floor to the ceiling. Okay. Then you put the header in. And the trimmer goes under the header. Okay. Picture the architecture yeah. of that. Uh, then you get your rough opening, but the width of the shit is pretty much uh, three and a half inches. Yeah. Stud. 
plus either half inch, half inch drywall each side, four and a half, or five eighths, five eighths, four and three quarter. Okay. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And you'll get the jam in like four and three quarter, and you just put it in and you close the door. Mm-hmm. And you like latch the door, put the hardware in or whatever. And, uh, sorry, just close the door and put a shim in it. Then you just work your margin all the way around. So there's the same gap from the door to the jam, like all the way around, mm-hmm. whatever that is. And then just pop, pop a cu- couple gun nails. But they don't really give you much to work with. If, if, if the jam on one side, sorry, if the rough opening on one side is cattywampus one direction and the one on the other side is going the other direction yeah you got to kind of split the difference make a choice figure it out hope you're going with paint grade molding instead of stain grade (laughs) because that's gonna be a disaster but if somebody rough framed that thing really shitty and it's off you got to figure out a way to split the difference or make it up or or whatever but there's no they don't really give you a lot of lot of leeway uh to to fix that yeah but when we started getting to a, a a bigger piece, a custom piece like this staircase, it's this seems like there were so many things involved and engineering involved and code and specs and everything else that probably I don't know. Like you can get a company to come in and fab this up on site, or you can get a company like we opted to try that does it in a factory in the Midwest and they send it to you and. You know, mm-hmm. you you got to make it work. Yeah, you know as best as you can. Well, we we can do that. I mean, Sean, when Sean and I sort of get together and just sort of talk out loud, mm-hmm. we'll arrive at the right at the right place. Right, and the way these guys built everything, like you said, the railing and glass and everything needs to line up. There's no changing the stairs. You've got to change the building <laughs> to fit the stairs, right? Yeah, but <laughs> as I'm. Um, as I'm always quick to say when people go, how are you going to do this or how are you going to do that? I go, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> I will I can do whatever I want. Now, I don't want to do anything. And then some <laughs> stuff is more difficult than others. But I can do whatever I want. And then they go, huh? And I go, I put a Lamborghini Miura inside of my office. Yeah. I figured that out. Yeah. So I'll do whatever I want. I'll do what I want. Yeah. That's what I say. All right. Let me hit uh, J.B. Weld. Quick 15 seconds for a proud sponsor, CarCast, J.B. Weld, epoxy adhesive brand used by both pros and DIYers trusted for over 50 years. And you can get it at jbweld.com. All right. Automotive. What's going on in the automotive space? Well, we're, we sold the BMW. Yeah. Yeah. Sold it on uh, Bring a Trailer. It was fun. Sold for $40,000. Um, it's, it's a good number. I think it's a, it's a fair number for that mm-hmm. car. We, you and I were making some guesses and pretty much right on. Uh, I think you said forty one, um, which I think does it because it's forty thousand, and then bringing trailers fees have that seller at forty two. So, f- yes, f- somebody tweeted me about my crystal brain because <laughs> I ordered that car in a six speed. Although I don't get credit for that, that's just what they had. Uh, but we're glad it's a six speed. Yeah. Uh, but I the moonroof delete man, mm-hmm. that was the best move I ever made, and the cloth inserts, which was weird because. Yeah. I grew up with shitty cloth and vinyl seats, and to me, the best you could ever get was a leather interior. Yeah, like, yeah. like when I when I grew up, that was a big thing. Like this guy was a leather interior. Like mm-hmm. it was a big. It, you know, I'm looking at Kalen. You guys haven't been around long enough. There's like four wheel disc brake, 
air conditioning, yeah. automatic overdrive, <laughs> leather interior, like uh, oh, bucket seats. Uh, by the way, the Corinthian bu- leather. The, the, yeah, the bucket seat meant not a bench seat in the front. Yeah, like yeah. all the stuff that's in your fucking Prius, except for your rear discs. Everything that's in your Prius right now, like pfft, who cares? Yeah, that was all like a big deal. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, AMFM radio. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we get both. <laughs> Yeah, even an integrated antenna, like one that wasn't hanging off your fender, but it was like in the windshield or something. Yeah. That was a big deal. Everything was a big deal. That's luxury car stuff right there. Yeah. So, uh, but I did have the presence of mind. I don't mind a sunroof. I don't like it in a, a sunroof flies in the face of a sporting car mm-hmm. because um, there's two things. You don't want in a sports car, you don't want weight, but if you have to have weight, like if you, if you tell Danica Patrick, she's got to add 50 pounds to her NASCAR, she doesn't put it on the roof. (laughs) She puts it like as fucking low to the ground as she can and opposite of the driver's seat, right in the CG of the car, right? Find the center of gravity, drop it down, put it, you know, whatever. So I always felt like the sunroof up high at the top, essentially, is just not where you want that weight. And I didn't like the way it looked. I don't. I never liked the way sun. Uh, sorry, moon roofs. Yeah. I never liked the way moon roofs look. Sun roofs. I didn't mind. The panel was just sort of monochromatic, but the moon roof with just a smoke glass up there. Yeah. I didn't like it, and I was kind of surprised that BMW came out with this sporting car and right. put that big glass panel at the top of it. On the sports cars, I don't like the ones where it has to pop out of the car and open, and it's it's like a giant wing on the roof of the hood. I, yeah. I never really like that either. So but, uh, I went down you know. to the BMW place in Glendale, and mm-hmm. I was just kind of, you know, it's that kind of thing where the guy selling me the car is like, everyone loves those moon roofs. I was like, I don't want the moon roof. And he's like, well, yeah, I, I'd recommend the moon roof. Because you know, he didn't want to fucking hassle with it or deal <laughs> yeah. with the paperwork or whatever. But for some reason, I was like, no moonroof. And then for some reason, I was like, cloth inserts in those seats. Yeah. I don't know why, but I said that one, too. Maybe I was thinking, ah, I'm so tired of the back of my legs burning on the hot <laughs> leather, whatever it is. It's more comfortable. Either way, uh, that's what we got. So a good price, a good car. Yeah, it's going to uh, it's going to Arizona. And going to Arizona. Going to where I already have it registered. <laughs> uh, let's see. There's been uh, there's been some auctions, some cars, uh, some uh, decent prices for decent cars. I I gotta say, through this whole pandemic and economy and topsy turvy political world, the the car prices have remained relatively. Not even relatively, just stable, right? Like all the cars that we're doing well, are doing. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, we 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 chat with Alistair Weaver uh, quite often, uh, and we have this conversation. And used car values are are holding; they're actually pretty high right now. And uh, you know, I I just I don't know if it's just because people are kind of. Um, uh, not wanting to go into dealers or something and get uh, new cars or. You know, certainly with uh, a lot of manufacturers putting factories on hold, uh, you, we couldn't go into the dealer. And then when we can go into the dealer, a lot of the cars weren't even available. Mm-hmm. And eh, a lot of times when things aren't available, dealers get less willing to negotiate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so uh, 
you know, so people started leaning on used cars and keeping used cars longer and used cars last longer. And, uh, and you know, so many, especially in a town like L.A., there's so many people that lease cars. And then, you know, you go and you buy a, you know, the lease return, you, know, you get a pretty nice car that's been maintained for three years by the dealer. Mm-hmm. You know, and so many cars, even with factory maintenance, you just, you know, you know the oil changes were done. You know mm-hmm. everything's been done on the car. So now mm-hmm. used cars are pretty good. Mm-hmm. So used car values have been been high recently. Yeah, and uh, and I, I was talking about the exotic car market, especially, um, which is a lot of those cars are they're holding. I've not seen any real fluctuation. We saw incredibly a Mira SV went for like four point two five or something, mm-hmm. which is kind mm-hmm. of an aberration, but sort of insane. But who knows? That always exists, but. Everything's been going for about about the right price, and, yeah. and it and maybe there's even an element of in this topsy turvy world, people want to put their money into something like that. Uh, as far as what we're doing, uh, we got a race coming up at Laguna Seca in the different drummer five ten. We have to kind of figure out coming up in December, I do believe, right? Yes, and did you? finish i haven't popped over there because the guy's been over at the uh, new shop working on the stairs you're doing the transmission swap you're taking the the proper transmission out of the 610 putting it in this car yeah we found the comp two or the whatever the fuck i screw that name up every time (laughs) but we found i did the i did the math and i was correct the shift pattern was the same i hate that comp three box everyone hates that comp three box so even if psychologically you feel like you're running yeah. a box that no one else is running because no one wants to run it because yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, I'm slower with that. Now <laughs> you're running with that. Like, like I need more to think about in that car. Right. But the reality is, is I really only got one full run in that car, mm-hmm. really, essentially, with this Comp 3 box. So, you know, I think we come back in December with the Comp 2 box and the car sorted a little better and me sorted a little better and go out and maybe lay down some decent times in that car. So you're going to smoke everybody? Smoke everybody. <laughs> smoke everybody. Uh, let me hit this real quick. Our friends at Dodge, it's time for Dodge Power Dollars. That means for each horsepower, you get $10 off your purchase on a Dodge Charger, Challenger, and Duranko. So come in for Dodge Power Dollars today for a pretty sweet deal. And uh, one last thing I'll just hit on that BMW M3 is is uh, just a big uh, thanks to everybody that that uh, joined in on that auction and and participated and commented and bid. It was it was fun. We got a lot of views on that auction that I thought uh, was uh, was fantastic. Something like sixteen thousand views on that auction. So thanks again for for that as well. But. Uh, yeah, so the 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 Nissan should be uh, the the five ten should be good with the new box. Is have you done the swap yet? Have you pulled it out of the six ten? No, I got the six ten up on blocks or stands. Uh, the five ten's gonna go. I mean, that's a that's a one day job, except for when we find out the fucking clutch is shot. That's what I was gonna say. Like, to don't do it at the last the minute. Throat bearings, fuck, <laughs> and, and the parts we can't. You know, we can't yeah. have the flywheel turned unless we find the tilt and clutch that goes with it. And blah 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 yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah blah. There's gonna be like one guy. Well, do it. I will say this: <laughs> the, the difference between taking out the old tried and true five ten, and not for me, but I just mean like. So many guys race 510s. So many guys kind of do it on a budget. Mm-hmm. This is, it's, it's every man's kind of racer car. You know, it's a good budget. It's, it 
it's basically what a Miata was is now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just the guys who want to go racing, but they're like school teachers and uh, they work, for, you know, engineers and shit. They they got a job, but they don't have a lot of money. And so the 510 is, is fun to drive, very competitive, lots of good competitive guys out there. But the flywheels and the clutches and the throwout bearings are a little more pedestrian stuff you can go get. When you start getting into the 300ZX turbo stuff and you start getting into this more exotic shit, then everything gets more har- harder to find, more exotic, bigger pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the, the 510 stuff is still pretty yeah. straightforward if you need a flywheel or you need a Tilton clutch or whatever. And plus, I got my hard charger award yeah. from Tilton from back in uh, t- 2013 or something at uh, Fontana. So that's $100 right there. Sweet. If you for, know where that thing is, I don't know where that is. I think it's with my cool shirt <laughs> that I got for my cool pass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, uh, uh, yeah, it was cool, cool move. Cool. Move. I don't remember cool what it was. Cool pass, <laughs> cool shirt, whatever. That never showed up in the mail either. <laughs> <laughs> the Tilton gift certificate I did get that yeah. just you know that's under Rob's desk somewhere yeah yeah you know because we never put shit away <laughs> or do anything with stuff right the greatest one of that is like I was repainting one of the roll bars or someone was repainting one of my roll bars and they have all those participation tech stickers on there yeah. it's like you gotta very carefully peel these off put them on a piece of wax paper or cardboard or something then paint it then put it back on and we painted it. I'm like, all right, now we got to put, where are the stickers? I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, where are they? Like, we pulled it off on a piece of cardboard. Did you set it on a shelf or did you put it on the bench? Like, I don't know. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> I was like, well, first off, how's it gone? No one ever cleans. <laughs> I, I, if a crew came in here and just cleaned this place every Monday, that's one thing. But you guys don't clean and it's just sitting on something. Right. Why not put it? I, you know, my thing with everyone's, you get paid by the hour. Why not just put it somewhere? Yeah. Get a piece of wax paper, put it there, slide the little drawer open that says, you know, 610 on it, slide it inside that drawer. No. Yeah. And if you did do that, where did it go? Well, the thing that I always find interesting about many, many employees is I get it that you're not fill in the blank. You're not organized or you're not tidy or you don't rinse your coffee mugs or whatever it is. That's what you do. That's what you do. And I would never go into your apartment and demand that you rinse your mugs or something. (laughs) But I am paying you and this is how I choose to live. So while I'm paying you, then you just do it how I would like you to do it while you're here. Yeah. I thought that would be a much easier sell. It is no. nearly impossible, so <laughs> nearly, nearly, because that's just I, everyone just has that that wiring. But you know, you know, you know where the first wiring goes south. You know where it goes south, Max yeah. Pat, are You listening? Always. Let me tell you where it goes south. <laughs> we have one of those Krupp Corning, whatever little mini one shot coffee makers at our house, right? You listening? Listen, Max Spanner. We have one of those. And you turn the power on. It's like a little green light on the top. You turn the power on. And then you put your cartridge in and you make your coffee and your whatever. And uh, I started walking. I don't use it. I just use the coffee pot. But Lynette makes the single shot stuff. Okay. And I started noticing that I was coming into the kitchen 
several hours after she made the thing and the light's just on like the thing's just on you know what i mean yeah now you listen max back because here's where the trouble starts <laughs> i go hey uh you know when you're done with the thing i think you got to shut it off because i think it just stays on if you don't shut it off yeah Max Pat, you listening right for the, 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 the <laughs> She doesn't go, gotcha, boss. And she doesn't go, oh, okay. Some not many people do that. You know what she does? It shuts off by itself. <laughs> Except for it's not based on anything, right? All we're doing is now going down this <laughs> other direction where it shuts off by itself. And I'm like, well, it doesn't shut off by itself because I'll come in two hours after you made a cup of coffee yeah. and it's it's still on. She'll go, I, I think it shuts by itself. Yeah, and how go, long does it take? No, <laughs> I'll go, I don't think so because it's still on when, when I come in. Now, what did we just do there in that one instance? We separated what it does from my actions. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Because if you go, oh, okay, good to know, not going to happen again. Now we're right there. The action is right there against the problem. But when you go, I think it shuts itself. Now you've created a space between solving the problem <laughs> yeah. and, and, and your actions. You're sweeping it under the rug. You're, it's like, okay, not my problem. I'm out. <laughs> right. And that's what ends up happening. And thus, uh, this morning it was still on and the next day it was still on because there's a separate, you've, you have distanced yourself from the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. And yeah. the, and the reality is, is, First off, the I thought it went off by itself. I don't know what that's based on. It's probably based on me shutting it off later on in the day. Yeah. Well, our headlights do it, so <laughs> right. And maybe it should. But what I'm saying is, is uh, if I say it doesn't, there's a good chance it doesn't. Probably ninety nine point nine. Well, you're basing your information on something, and that's the machine not going off. Nobody factors in what I'm basing my information on. That's what I find to be interesting. But either way, the straight line to solving the problem is I didn't know that, but I do now. Yeah. Done and done. But uh, that is not the way it goes with – it goes that way with Sonny, by the way. And, mm-hmm. and it goes that way with you. Mm-hmm. Not many other people have that have that gene. Now, there's there's a – there's an extreme version. Okay. You know, there's my uh, buddy Ray when I go, since when do you say dude all the time? And he goes, you say it all the time. <laughs> okay. That's that's an insane version of what we're talking about. That's yeah. that's insane because I don't say dude ever and I don't say it in front of Ray. So, and no one ever hears me say dude all the time. It's never happened. So that's that's an extreme bizarre. Yeah. Most people just do a little like, that's eh, the way I do it. You know what I mean? Everyone does that. But the but the best you can be is just go, noted. Not going to happen again. Ooh, but there's a there's a I th- I think you got to turn the machine off and then there's a oh, I thought it turned off by itself. I'll just go ahead and do it next time. Yeah. It's never going to happen. What <laughs> I've learned uh then there is uh it must be even even the good, even the good. Even the righteous, even even someone like uh, Olga, she'll just argue all the time. She'll just go, "I said this, I told you that, I said this, I told you that." Like that, she's, she'll do it too. Everyone, it's a chick thing for sure. It's a <laughs> dude who are wired like chicks thing, and then it's a dumb dude thing, and it's also a it's a D minus student move. 
Like all the D minus <laughs> students just argue about the same thing yeah. over and over again. And the reality is, is, uh, it doesn't really matter whether you did it or not or whether it shuts itself. The answer is still got it. Yeah. Then you move on. Yeah. Then you get to be better at things. It's well, a, it's a, it's, it's, it's the best piece of advice I can uh, give to anybody for any, it's the best thing your kid could learn. Yes. I would agree. Mm-hmm. All right. But also, it has to feel like nothing. <laughs> yeah. What I'm saying is, is when you say to certain people, hey, you don't do it this way, do it that way, it feels like they're being cornered and attacked. To me, when uh, Olga says, uh, don't take the the cream jar and just put it in the sink, pour some hot coffee in it, shake it up, get the cream off the top to drop down and then dump it in your cup. I go, smart. Good idea. That's my move. Yeah. yeah when she's good. mad at you, does she yell at you in Spanish? I tell her no speaking in Spanish at the house. <laughs> she talks to her sister on the phone like in Spanish and I just go by, in English. <laughs> English. But uh, Natalia's learned to speak Spanish so now it's, uh, now it's problematic. As oh, Natalia's going to yell at you in Spanish. All right. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Uh, five tens getting put together. Yeah. Gonna gonna get the um, gonna get the lugs sorted out. Got to get the weird ac- not acorn the weird lugs with the shoulders on them that drop down into the rims with, with the fatter sleeve on it. Uh, God knows we're gonna find this these fucking lugs. But I, I told Sean we're gonna have to start sorting that mess out. Yeah, the, the yeah, lug yeah. mess out. Um, and, uh, but that 510 is so killer. I, I don't know what your wiring is, but I think I know it. I just love looking at the paint scheme on that 510. I just love, I mean, it's like one of the coolest five. Everyone, that 510 is like, uh, like my dog, Phil, like everyone just walks up to it and goes, oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Phil needs a wing. Phil needs a wing on the back. Well, yeah, there's something on the back. You know, I don't know if you know this, but he's America's number one dog. Yeah, uh, Sonny told me that. Yeah, he's the number one dog in America. Do you guys know that? I just found out myself, yes. Yeah, I, I told uh, Sonny that he has a number one dog in America. That dog's name is Phil, and he's number one. Yeah, no, I... Until I, otherwise dethroned. Yeah, I saw All that. right. I also saw your number one dog crap on the beach. Oh, yeah, that was, that was a big one. <laughs> that was a huge one. And we're standing there with no bag going, eh, what do yeah. we do? Got yeah. to ask, ask the, 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 the people who own beach houses, anybody got a shitter bag? <laughs> we got to pick up after Some Phil. kid must have had a shovel. Yeah, they, they, right? they, there was plenty of nice people out there. That Phil that, that Phil took a nice, day. <laughs> nice dip in the pool last night about 10 o'clock and he just went right into Sonny's room, sleeps on his bed, and just flops over. He can hold like three gallons of water like that <laughs> in his fur, and he just sits there and big, big puddle. Big sweat mark right on the I, top of the mattress. I, I bet uh, Sonny's got like that layer of like rubber rubber sheets under the bed when you like wet the bed, and his <laughs> friends are like, "Hey man, uh, are you still wet in the bed? You're you know you're 14 now." And he's like, "No, it's the dog." It's and the I'm number like, sure, one dog in sure, America. Sure, buddy, sure it is. All right, so let's see. You got a Celica? Yeah, I got. What the, is that thing? It's uh, it's Edelbrock uh, built this car at uh, at uh, for SEMA, or they they work with the guys. I'm putting it together, and it's it's a handful. It's a '73 Toyota Celica. It's basically a race car. They got it, the colors down, man. Yeah, it's got this great patina on it, and you can't you can't really. What see. year was it built? This one? Well, I think it was at SEMA last. year. 
year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was at uh, 19. Yeah, 2019, it's a 73 Celica. They put a, uh, I believe, LS3 in it. It's got about 500 horsepower, crazy exhaust uh, that they built for it. You know, it sounds good. It's fast. They've got like, you know, like R-spec tires on it. But uh, uh, when you really zoom in on it, it's even got like down along the rocker panel because of the, the patina they, they did. It has like all the um, all the sponsor stickers, like the contingency stickers, but as if you pulled them off and it was just like the glue mm-hmm. was on there. So mm-hmm. they kind of like printed the stickers yeah, but in clear, oh, you know, that kind of thing. So it, it – it looks great. It's fun. To, it it's fun to drive, but it's a pain in the ass to drive. So first of all, uh, it, it great power. It looks good. The clutch is insane. And when they dropped it off, they said, "Hey, do you want to drive this thing? You know, you're not that far from us." There's about two inches of movement on the clutch, and when it kicks in, it's a hundred percent engages. It it just. It's full on. So when you're mm-hmm. at a stoplight and you're mm-hmm. just trying to get this thing to launch smoothly, it's really tough to do. And it takes a lot of pedal effort. So definitely a thing that needs to be fixed for those guys. But then it's got the crazy giant lever for the e-brake, like if you wanted to go drifting. And mm-hmm. to set the e-brake, oh, right. to set the e-brake, you you pull that thing hard and there's just like like a like a clamp like a little clip that hooks on and it's tight so you think man this e-brake is really tight the car's not going anywhere so i thought because that brake was so tight you can see the giant shifter Mm -hmm. that hey maybe i don't have to put it in gear when i park it and i park on a little bit a little bit of an angle so i set that e-brake and then a couple hours later i hear my neighbors going hey matt there's a Toyota in the middle of the street. It just kind of rolled back. Didn't hit anything. Didn't touch anything. Just kind of rolled back. In the, but it's bright yellow with all this patina. So it's just sitting in the middle of the road and cars are driving around it going, hey, cool car, cool car. They just assume it's stalled because it looks like an old car. What kind of rims are on that car? Do you know? I don't know. I didn't even get up on them yet. But uh, uh, I'm sure there's a build sheet. There's a spec sheet because when they debuted it at SEMA. Now, that being said, this thing would be a game changer with the better clutch. Right? Mm-hmm. I get it doesn't have air and all yeah. that stuff, and it's hot as hell out here in, in mm-hmm. LA. But mm-hmm. uh, with the clutch, you'd have fun driving the thing. But yeah, it's like driving one of your race cars. Like they put cool seats and stuff in it, but it's just sheet metal. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> you know? believe you me. Like at a certain point, you know, you're not a teenager anymore. At a certain point, you just you get used to those creature comforts, and yeah. it's got a uh, God. It's got one of those rims that are what's the japanese stuff and what's the japanese tuner called the jbls or something jdm jdm it's got yeah. it's got those standard kind of uh seven spoke uh yeah seven spoke jdm you, you guys will know what i'm talking about it's just a very basic five lug seven spoke rim which stands about right for a car like that all right why don't you hit uh, yeah. Geico there uh, right now, Geico is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. And uh, you guys heard us say this before. It's a 15% on top of the money Geico could already be saving you. So what are you waiting for? Check out Geico.com. If you switch by October 7th, you save an extra 15%. So just go to Geico.com. All right. So what else uh, is uh, going on in the automotive world? Uh, well, it's... I'm going to be heading out uh, – it's going to be a little while, but like probably mid-November, I'm going to go out and drive 
uh, at a Ford event, the new F-150. And the new F-150, we're very impressed with. The specs and everything on that are, are very impressive mm-hmm. and looks good. And everything from the fold-down seats and playing around with the hybrid and the 220 you know, plug in the back. So uh, there's a this event's like a half day drive event, and and we'll be able to to do what they do is they Ford does a great job, and most of the car companies they all do a good job. They set it up. They're like, all right, you're gonna here's one hooked up to a trailer. Go tow the trailer around, and then here's one here's a little off road course. You know, hit it off road and around town. So uh, head out in November and get a little taste of that. Um, and then uh, hopefully soon as well, new Land Rover Defender. They have a two-door and a four-door. Mm. And they brought back the Defender 90, the two-door, and the 110, the four-door. Mm-hmm. And it looks good. It's sort of the right balance between you know the Beverly Hills SUV mm-hmm. and the off-road capability. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and earlier this week, talking with Alistair on the show – uh, he said he's so impressed with its off-road capability and then it drives smoother than, of course, anything like Land Cruiser or Wrangler, Rubicon, any of that stuff. So uh, uh, that's going to be impressive to drive. I wasn't I able to saw, do the event, but they're going to send one to us at some point. Was I telling you I saw the convertible Evoque? Yeah, the convertible Evoque. Not one of their proudest moments. <laughs> I saw one yesterday driving home. I called Matt. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> like this fucking car is that a convertible evoke my sticker for seventy three thousand dollars. Probably, yeah. It looks yeah. like Pontiac makes that fucking car. It, yeah. it looks like Pontiac makes it. It the it has a weird like like coach built kind of look to it. I don't know. It's convertible kind of evoke. What is that thing sticker for? Because I got to tell you, it looks like a Pontiac makes it and it starts with the word sun. <laughs> in a sun chaser, sundowner, one of those yeah, stupid yeah. Pontiac the name, sun cars, or like the name for a boat, like sun. Now Pontiac chaser, made a lot of like sun, sun, sun stupid stuff, yeah. and it looks like the first digit in the price of it is a one. Like <laughs> it looks like a nineteen thousand dollar Pontiac. Yeah, I'm sure the interior is nice. But the nice Evoque is blah, nice blah, blah. With the, when you get 50, a hard oh, top. Sorry, fifty two thousand dollars for the convertible. Yeah, really? Wow. I thought. Th- I thought. My wrong? I would have I thought, thought, I, been more I thought evokes were more than 52 anyway. 52 for the convertible? Uh-uh. Yep. Uh-uh. Yeah, it says Range Rover Evoke convertible trim, 52-1. Uh, 2017. Only no, 41,000 miles on. Oh, really? Brand new. If they made they more than brand... 17 of those things, <laughs> that's too many. Brand new, uh, 52, huh? Yeah. Interesting. That was thicker. Or, or maybe... That's MSRP. Oh. I wonder if they lowered it. They, that's the SE Dynamic, and they have the HSE Dynamic, which is 57.8. Just out of curiosity, what does the hardtop go for? Because I, I remember us talking about the hardtop, going, that's a $50,000 car, yeah. and going, that doesn't look like a $50,000 car. So I'd be curious, because usually the ragtops are, you could add ten grand, right? Hardtop yeah. is 42.6. I had no huh. idea the Evoke started that much, and we drove them, and... and Talked about him. I just didn't. You're right. I would have thought it was fifty thousand bucks. Well, I remember us complaining. I remember us going, "That's too much for that miniature little yeah. car." And but may and I thought we we're saying fifty something. Yeah. But uh, either way, well, I'll I'll I'll, I'll uh, refine my marks and say it's lower than I thought. But that is the 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 least fifty thousand dollars can buy you. <laughs> is that car? 
Yeah. Well, get the defender. I think the defender starts in that range. You get one nicely set up for about sixty grand. Hey, I, and I got to tell you, it is the number one weapon of choice of everyone around here and all the realtors and all the Hollywood people because the interior is so stellar. At least there used to be a chasm between their interior and mm-hmm. other car manufacturers. I feel like, as we know, Infinity's got yeah. the diamond stitching. Like everyone stepped up their game. But it used to be a big chasm between their interior and their competitors' interiors. Yeah. Like even Mercedes, BMW, like, yeah, leather, fine, you know. But not all the piping and the diamond and the burl walnut and all that shit. Right. And so they would sell those cars all the time because the, the, the Beverly Hills housewives didn't care about off-road capability or anything. They just climb into the car. And they'd go, ooh, there's an adjuster on the armrest that does the lumbar or whatever. And yeah, they'd look yeah. at all the piping and the diamond stitching. Yeah, and it looks different, good. It feels good, co- like good material. Different color threads uh, and the diamond and the seat and stuff. And they'd go, oh, I like this one. Yeah. Because you're in it. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks it, – you're right. It looks good and the quality of materials looks good. Um, I think uh, I think the Defender is going to be interesting because they needed to fit that build. that needed to be the most comfortable on-road, mm-hmm. off-roader. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do it with full independent suspension, and they do it with an optional air ride, and they, you know, they kind of did it the way. Which is funny because I was talking to Alistair, going, "Oh, but yeah, but sixty grand. It seems like that's going to be the go-to one." And I said, "It, although that must be m- way more than than the Jeeps." He's like, "No, no, no. A, a pretty much a loaded Rubicon is about sixty grand." Really? Yeah. Oh. And I was like, "All right, well, Defender should be interesting." All right, let me hit uh, Avery Dennison. Back in the day, the great Henry Ford once said, you can have your car in any color as long as it's black. Good thing. Times have changed, and now you can have any color, finish, texture you want with Avery Dennison Supreme Wrapping Film. Get a car, you want to change the look on it, but you don't want to commit to you know putting it in primer and scuffing it and taking it down to the bare metal. Visit AveryDennison.com slash color. Try out their uh, car wrap visualizer so you can see what your car looks like before you commit to it and see how it can make your car stand out. AveryDennison.com slash color. All right. Let's see. Am I performing tonight? Uh, yeah, you're think... tonight in Salt Lake City. The early show is, uh, still has a couple tickets available. Late show sold out. And yeah. also you could go to the Reasonable matinee, Doubt. Reasonable Doubt. Yeah, We're doing tomorrow. Tomorrow, so uh, I think we have some tickets to the early shows and then the Reasonable Doubt matinee at 4 o'clock. Me and Mark Garagos will be up on stage together. Uh, and then uh, you got Lafayette, Louisiana, the Cajun Dome, uh, Saturday, October 24th, and they're having pods there. So you can, like, do it outside, play it safe, be in the pod, but you don't have to sit in your car. What do you got, uh, Motorator? Sounds like a neat idea. Yeah. Hey, that seems like a neat idea. Uh, on to, to new projects after the M3, so just follow me at, uh, at Motorator and keep up to date on all that stuff. So, till next time, Adam Kroll for Matt, the Motorator, DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com.
guys. Let me tell you about Geico. Right now, Geico is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. That's 15% on top of the money Geico could already be saving you. So what are you waiting for? You're waiting for your dog to make you breakfast in bed? (laughs) Well, that's not going to happen. But saving money can. There's never been a better time now to switch to Geico. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Visit Geico.com for more information. That's Geico.com.